Welcome back to Geekstrasil, everybody. Where the credentials are made up and the content doesn't matter. <laughs> I've got Lee with me here today, uh, and you'll probably hear him a little bit in the background. Also got my dog. Well, both dogs. One of them's actually well-behaved. <laughs> Gotta love the furry co-hosts. We are back with another episode. Uh, we're not rolling the dice this week. That's right. I finally, I finally picked picked a topic. Uh, Lee, why don't, why don't why don't you introduce why don't you introduce it? Since you are the uh, uh, you might be more prolifically knowledgeable than me. Oh, we're talking about the wonderful world of isekai. Worlds. Worlds. Worlds? Yes. yes. Plural. <laughs> Of course, everyone's favorite character, uh, Truck Coon. Just hmm. uh, go. I got to go ahead and get that that uh, that mention out of the way. If uh, if you're not familiar, so Isekai, by kind of definition, uh, character winds up uh, transported to a an alternate world where ad adventure ensues, not always exclusively in the other world. Some of them bounce back and forth uh, between that world and the original world. Um, but that's kind of, that's kind of the essence of Isekai. So Lee, I know that you have, um, you have partaken in, in this genre um, quite a bit over the last uh, bit of recent history. So what, what, can you narrow it down to a favorite? Well, okay, currently, uh, My Uncle from Another World is, like, all I can think about when talking about the genre, but that's partly because it sort of breaks the genre. Um, it definitely pokes fun at the stereotypes pretty heavily and doesn't always go the direction you're expecting it to go. Gotcha. So it's it's on Netflix, right? Right. Uh, I, was, I was flipping through Netflix, and I was pretty sure that I saw it the mm -hmm. other day, and I briefly thought it was, like, I should go ahead and put this on and just just for the podcast. And I was mm -hmm. like, I you know I don't know what happened. Actually, I edited a different episode of the podcast instead. That's that's, gotcha. that's what happened. <laughs> well, I, I would I would highly highly recommend it. Uh, I wasn't sure what to make of it. I actually avoided watching it for a while. Just I mean, looking at the the images they have on the screen when you're scrolling through the Netflix selection. It didn't look that interesting, but then uh, my wife Miranda was like, "Yeah, let's go ahead and watch it." I was like, "Okay, let's go ahead and watch it." And then we binged it over like two days. We binged every single episode and smiled and snickered more than we have in a while. I mean, it was it's it's pretty good. Excellent. Uh, yeah. So the the thumbnail that I that I saw was looked like a dude sitting in a hospital bed, right? Um, and which kind of which kind of just just first off kicks the the stereotypical trend of you know the collective crew in the fantasy setting nice green field and so on mm -hmm. uh that, that's that's pretty prolific amongst isekai thumbnails but uh you know i i do think i might actually check out uncle from another world mm -hmm. it does sound it does sound pretty uh like like it might be like it might be fun uh I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm kind of a I'm kind of a stick in the mud <laughs> when, when it comes to when it comes to isekai. Uh, I uh, I have not watched a lot of the more uh, recent popular ones, uh, but you know, and, and actually, there's like a, there's like an entire 
I don't want to say phenomenon because that that feels like it gives it too much credit. But there's definitely a subset of people on the internet who just hate isekai. Um, w- w- yes, I I know a couple of those, and uh, periodically, one in particular, I will uh, send her um, random recommendations for isekai because I know she hates them. Um, and uh, you know, some that I think, well, some I know she'll hate, so I kind of poke fun. But then some like. Uh, uh, Michael from Another World, um, and a couple of others, and I think, well, she hates the genre, but these either break the genre or kind of poke fun of it, so poke fun at it. So maybe she would like that, right? Um, and usually, my favorite in the genre are usually those exactly the ones that kind of poke fun at the tropes and kind of have fun with it instead of all of the same uh, repetitive saniness that some of the others suffer from. Right. Right. To to all the people out there who are like Isekai sucks, stupid. I'm I'm going to give you just a touch of um, validation in that the genre definitely got flooded with a lot of what felt like the very same sort of thing. But beyond that, it is actually a very valid genre, and there's a lot of people there. You actually, pro- even if you hate isekai, you probably actually love more than one isekai. Because there's a lot of isekai that people don't recognize as being isekai. Inuyasha, for example, is actually an isekai, if, if, if you use the actual definition. Uh, yeah, that one blew my mind. When I saw that come up on a list, I'm like, that, that's not isekai. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> It's, uh, it is very much isekai. Uh, and you know, I had never really, I had never heard the term, uh, until, uh, Sword Art Online, uh, became a thing. And so in my mind, and whether or not it's this way for a lot of people, in my mind, SAO was kind of the original isekai. And it's what kind of started the whole, whole genre. I very much enjoyed SAO's the first part of the first season, Fairyland was not as good. Mm. But um, uh, I, I did very much enjoy um, SAO. The I'm, and I'm I'm trying really hard to to keep. I honestly I can't I cannot remember because like each successful or success successive. Uh, SAO season has a different name. Like it's not Sword Art Online yeah. and then X. It's right. like Gun Gale Online and yeah. so on. And I don't I don't remember the order they come in. But but by and large, the the series is still like it still has a solid fan base. Yeah. Uh so, you know, I definitely think that they that they can stand the test of time as long as, you know, the the writing is there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's a critical thing too. Um I know on, on the way over here, um, I had a YouTube playing. No, I was not watching while I was driving. I was listening while I was driving. And, Look, uh, I ain't gonna judge. <laughs> and I had uh, a video up that I was listening to um, that was like, terrible writing advice, the isekai genre, or something like that. <laughs> and they started basically taking a sarcastic look at the genre and saying, you know, this is what you do if you want to write terribly. And then I stopped and realized the stuff that they were making fun of and saying... I could not place a specific anime that came up because it comes up in so much mm-hmm. because so many of them have the same kind of tropes, but they don't have to. They don't. Um, because there are some, you know, like Sword Art Online, uh, My Uncle from Another World. Um, there are several that 
are unique. And you're talking about um, anime that people don't realize are isekai, but really kind of are, arguably. Well, you can expand that out beyond anime and look at some, you know, Western classic movies that are basically isekai. Um, First one that comes to mind, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. It... Yeah, I mean, it is complete. I mean, she gets hit in the head by something uh, during a tornado. You know, it's kind of like a pre-truck uh, isekai right there. Yep. yep. R.I.P.D. Yeah. And R.I.P.D. 2. It's the same... Like, there is a parallel world involved. Um, most of it takes place in the same world, but they get different bodies, new abilities, mm-hmm. and so on. Um, Chronicles of Narnia uh, yep. is arguably... Chronicles is definitely, definitely an isekai. And if you want to complain about isekai having uh, the characters get like OP real quick, I mean, Chronicles of Narnia, come on, three kids from our world end up as royals for no particular reason in this other world, and everyone's like, you know what, that tracks, that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, Alice in Wonderland. Oh, definitely, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, trying to think of some more here, let's see. And the thing is, is... It's so prolific that it is actually so like any any sci-fi movie where people are bouncing into parallel universes, like uh, Inception, arguably, mm-hmm. uh, uh, could be considered an isekai. Uh, you know, there's 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 a lot. Um, back on the anime side of things, The Devil is a Part Timer. I have never heard anybody talk about that in the context of it being an isekai, but it. He got did isekai. He? Yeah, <laughs> he really did. Uh, um, I need to go back to that. I haven't seen all the episodes. Couldn't, yeah. couldn't really get into it, but I definitely appreciated it. I uh, just wasn't in the right mood for it when I was watching like the first two of them. That's that's life. You know, we 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 talk about truck coon and and bad writing. Hmm. I I don't want to say truck coon is bad writing at this point. Uh. But the fact that that getting hit by X objects, usually a truck, mm-hmm. is a meme, kind of makes it bad writing at this point. <laughs> Isn't there like a little comic strip or something with uh, Truck Coon showing up and it's like, prepare to get Isekai? Yeah, I do believe so. Also, I love that it, Truck Coon has a Texas accent. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's actually one that this really... Um, stands out if you've seen I, I don't forgive my pronunciation my pronunciation of japanese is uh very very poor uh That's I, okay. I think it's kimono michi maybe okay. actually wrote K- down K-E-M-O-N. A yeah it's that one on the top kimono michi. so that one is actually um have you seen it no but i actually want to you have got to see it i uh i actually hit i actually hit uh, I actually went into the thumbnail on mm-hmm. it the other the other day, um, uh, after uh, after I had looked at my uncle uh, from another world. I actually, mm-hmm. was like, "What is the name of that one Lee was telling me about?" And so I, I googled it and went into the thumbnail and was like, "Gonna hit play," and I was like, "I need to edit an episode." It, it is surprisingly <laughs> wholesome. Um, it, it actually really is. the The lead character is really really dumb, really well intentioned though. And instead of, well, I'm trying to think of the best way. Do you mind, do you mind a little? No, nah, go for it, go for it. Okay, for the first episode, just to set the tone to try to sell 
you, Billy, on this and anyone listening on this. Spoiler uh, warning. Yes, definitely spoiler warning. First five minutes of the show, uh, it's, uh, the lead character is a Japanese masked wrestler. And in the middle of a match, gets isekai'd over and summoned into this uh, kind of medieval fantasy world. First thing he does, since he's still in wrestling mindset, is he suplexes the princess. Like you do. Yeah, first five minutes of the anime. And it maintains that tone, like, the entire way. And he's, like, animal-obsessed, so, you know, instead of slaying animals, he wants to collect all the animals because he just he loves animals so much. <laughs> and uh, it, it's really, really good. That, that does sound very excellent. I think the possibly the biggest trope in in isekai is like basement kid shut in dude you know whatever um, who is clearly not doing you know jack all with his life mm-hmm. or her life it's usually his uh, suddenly suddenly is transported. To, to a parallel existence and suddenly has enough motivation to be strong. No. <laughs> no. Ever, anybody who says that they would train daily if they were only if only they could be in a medieval setting is a liar. <laughs> you are lying <laughs> to yourself. I'm sorry. <laughs> you would not. You would you would you would five you would train for five minutes, realize there's no air conditioning, and then you would be done. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, but, you know, that's why they circumvent that and just straight up give them godlike powers yep. right off the bat. You just gotta, you gotta skip to the end make them, make them gods. Uh, so, uh, so one, one anime that I want to plug here that uh, I'm probably more of a fan of than I should be is a little tropey in a sense. It, 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 it's, it's, it is very tropey. Uh, it follows the majority of the classic tropes in its setup, but then its its follow up saves it. Uh, so most of you are probably familiar. Uh, he's everyone's favorite Isekai Bone Daddy, Ein Zalgaon. If you've not watched Overlord, I recommend it. Um, but the the setup is very Sao. Dude logs into his favorite. VR game to hang out with his friends as the server shuts down mm-hmm. for the last time nobody else shows up he falls asleep in game wakes up and then he's his character uh, uh, you know of course max level had all his his crew had all the you know legendary items you could possibly have they'd done everything in the game to do and all their NPC followers became real people and so on uh but he's kind of incompetent, especially in, especially incompetent to lead a, a m- veritable mob of uh, of demonic evil uh, superpowers, <laughs> and it it really does start. Like I said, it's very Sao, and then it's very, 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 very. I don't want to say cliche, but it's cliche for the genre. But everybody's like all the characters are so endearing. And it's it's a power fantasy, which brings about some really satisfying moments, because there are some characters, some some I don't, not all of them are even even per se villains. Arguably, if it was any other series, they would be the the heroes. Yeah. Um, but there uh, there are some there are some characters that 
you just love to hate, and there are some characters that uh, were honestly good people who got a hell of a smackdown that you still enjoyed watching get smackdown because it was a good fight. Mm. Highly recommend. Um, that being said, nobody else ever do anything contained in that show ever again. <laughs> the writing, the writing's not good. <laughs> yeah, literally the only thing that saves it is just the writing. The writing and the dialogue is fantastic, and the character development is solid. Outside of that, it's really not special. Well, speaking of not bad, do you have if if that's one of the ones you really like? Do you have any that stand out as ones you don't like? Any oh, least man. favorites. <clears throat> so, uh, most of the time, I what I do is I I, I look at the concept and I'm just like, mm, no, uh, anything with the world girl with, with the word girlfriend in it, <laughs> um, is an automatic no go. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'll be honest, I haven't really watched any that I hated. Mm. And partially because I think I pretty much only started ones that I was sure I was going to like. Gotcha, yeah. No, that, <laughs> which is weird because I've definitely started anime from every other genre on earth that, uh, you know, I wasn't sure I was going to like and then hated. Uh, but I don't know. I am, I am a little judgy, I guess, when it comes to Isekai. Mm. <laughs> uh, and I'm trying to. What about you? Well, okay, this one is not necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. It's just one that I cannot get into and for some reason just annoys me when I watch it. And that's, uh, you know, if, if anyone's listening that likes this anime, I apologize. Um, I've got armor in the van, so come at me. Um, <laughs> I will fight you for this one. The Eminence and Shadow, I'm not a fan of. I just okay. cannot, uh, cannot get in it. I've seen it on some lists of, like, top isekai anime. I I don't know. I, I just cannot get into it. It's like too OP, too quickly. The characters just aren't engaging for me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they're probably going for that whole, you know, teenage edgelord sort of thing, but it just, it's grating for me. Yeah, I mean, if, if it's got the word eminence in the title, it can only go two ways. <laughs> <laughs> Either either it is, in fact, very royal and regal, or somebody's an edgelord. Mm. <laughs> it definitely feels like the latter. I, I, I mean, the first episode was actually pretty interesting, but then thereafter, it just was no. Gotcha. Um, so, it's... Well, no, no, that, that doesn't really count as an as, as an isekai. It was an isekai for one of the characters, but you don't find out about it until the end. Which one's that? Uh, Mirai Niki. Okay. Um, which maybe under the title Future Diary, um, depending on if you're looking at the dub or not. But uh, the the main character for the entire show is, I mean, it's it's his world. There's another character has been isekai, but you don't find out until later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that actually makes me wonder about something. Then you're talking about uh, for another character getting isekai, you don't find out till till the end. Um, okay, so just briefly, because I know we want to stay on, on this topic, but uh, the Rings of Power. Uh-huh. Did they ever confirm that that was Gandalf 
I can't remember mm-hmm. if they they did or not. I know it's strongly implied that the the wanderer guy. Yeah, um, based on the fact that his hair was it was it was either Gandalf or Saruman. Mm-hmm. His hair was very gray. Um, I believe Saruman's has always been that sort of pure white. Gotcha. Uh, because he was the white wizard. So does that make Rings of Power then Gandalf's Isekai? Because he he shows up very OP, no idea where the hell he is, and he just gets you know tossed onto this new weird world right. uh, via basically asteroid meteorite comet thing. So that's that's a that's a difficult question to answer because. We we really need to know more about um, where uh, the circumstances of his being sent mm-hmm. uh, in the Rings of Power. Um, for the record, like there's two whole things in the Rings of Power that's canon: the fact that there are magic rings <laughs> and the fact that there's grass in Middle Earth. <laughs> 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 I, I don't know looking at rings of power as an isekai actually tickles me and makes <laughs> makes it more tolerable for me yeah um i will i will say so the the storyline with the harfoots and and presumably gandalf who fell from the sky uh was the single best thing about the rings of power it was the best use of the concept of uh, implied lore um, it was the best written and developed. Uh, it was, if I could point to anything about that show and say that was good, mm. it's that. But, uh, so, in outside in, in outside of Rings of Power lore, <laughs> so Gandalf would have been sent from the Undying Lands, which, while unreached, in a, while magically hidden from the rest of Arda, is on the same plane of existence okay. as everyone else. So it is still the same world. He just got launched with amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, assuming his point of origin is the same in the Rings of Power as it is or in, in regular lore. Right, yeah. So, still potentially in Isekai, the Rings of Power is. But... Uh, <laughs> You know, actually, uh, if if we if we just let um, if we just let Gandalf be the Gandalf from the Peter Jackson trilogy, mm-hmm. and like he gets launched into a parallel Middle Earth that's just a little bit wrong, that makes it all better. <laughs> like when Gandalf the Grey dies, mm-hmm. he gets eaten. When he dies fighting the Balrog, he gets isekai into the Rings of Power. Deals with the Rings of Power bullshit for a while, and then eventually comes back to to, to the Peter Jackson trilogy proper as Gandalf the White, and he's just like, I'm glad I'm done with that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like dealing with the Rings of Power universe. It made his hair white. I mean, he couldn't take that, that crap. It's just... All right. Rings of Power season two. I have expectations now. <laughs> uh, Amazon, if you're listening... Make Rings of Power and Isekai, and you will get more than a 37% completion rating, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) 
So uh, with uh, with the isekai, you know, one of the things is um, the powers that the characters get. Sometimes a god or something grants them powers mm-hmm. um, right off the right off the bat, and sometimes gives them a choice of of powers, and that that can lead to some comedic times where the the person requests like completely the wrong thing, right? Or sometimes they think they request the wrong thing, but it turns out to be what gives them the OP power. So I got a question for you, Billy. What one would you choose if you were isekai right now and uh, given a choice by some weird uh, omnipotent god what power would you like in this new anime world oof oof so any any one specific power not a power set right hmm and it can be flexible I mean I'm gonna go with immortality 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 Okay. I, uh, you know, immortality can suck uh, for several different reasons, but in the end, you're always the last one standing. <laughs> so, I'll go with that. Gotcha. <clears throat> Shout out to Captain Jack Harkness from Doctor Who, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who uh, definitely got yeeted in this very unfortunate situation simply because he was in <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey man, I know this is gonna suck, but you'll live. Can, can you help a brother out? <laughs> yeah, I still gotta watch that series. Oh man, it's it's real. So I I'll be I've only seen up through about halfway through Capaldi's run. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I uh, but I I loved it very much up until. Up until around his time, the writing got really iffy, which was sad because Capaldi did such a bang up job at like acting wise. Gotcha. Um, I, I really feel like that um, the showrunners were not giving him great stuff to work with a lot of the time, but I felt like he did a very good job mm-hmm. uh, making making it his own. Um, and that's okay. So one thing that I absolutely hate about adaptations is everybody wants to make X thing their own. Like the, the director wants to put their own spin on it and like nobody, nobody wants that. (laughs) Not one person wants to hear your artistic vision. Uh, we want the original thing. (laughs) Um, but, uh, Dr. Who is uniquely situated to where that's actually not the case because each time there's a new doctor who regenerates, it's, the same person, but legitimately, it's a whole new personality that's being born. Hmm. So, like, you get to you get to put your own, you get to make it your own, and nobody can really hate you about it. And that's mm-hmm. that's wonderful. But you know, I and I wish I could find a way to make Doctor Who an Isekai, but I can't. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe you would hate that. I don't know. So, Magic the Gathering is sort of an Isekai. You accidentally planeswalk. What a bold thing to say. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't fully argue against it, especially when they have those, uh, you know, crossover uh, things like with Walking Dead's universe and mm-hmm. uh, and Godzilla and, and others coming in. I mean, yep. Oh, Lord. Can you imagine that if Godzilla got isekai That was I was actually <laughs> going to bring that up. I, I think, I think a, a Godzilla isekai would be glorious um either 
like, regardless of which way if Godzilla got isekai or if somebody got all, somebody else got isekai into the Godzilla verse, like, really either way, like, as long as there's giant things to fight, <laughs> like, it would be, it'd be, it'd be glorious. Like, you could have isekai mech pile, like, like Gundam isekai into Godzilla, uh, or Godzilla isekai into the Gundam world. E- mm. Either way, Godzilla versus Gundam, so he doesn't love that. I don't know. There, there needs to be many, many Godzilla isekai right now. <laughs> Make it happen. Now, have you seen uh, Konosuba? I do not believe so. Okay. No, I'm, I'm 99% sure I have not. So that's one of the ones that uh, is kind of like in between for me. It's like, uh, I really like it, but at the same time, oh gosh, this is so tropey and so cliche. But at the same time, something about the execution just kind of, it, it, it kind of works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Her name escapes me, but the Dimension Hopping Girl, she kind of isekai herself. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, the the world of isekai is so very broad. The uh, <clears throat> there's there's actually an isekai moment or two in the world of Warhammer. Um, there's instances where you know people die or get <laughs> exploded really weirdly. Uh, and wind up, uh, you know, uh, in some aspect of the warp, or uh, you know, just in another world, and that lead, that has led to some really really cool storylines and even interactions between the 40k and fantasy universes. Mm-hmm. Now, now I'm just really looking for things that I can make weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, let's face it, the genre in general gets really weird, and at times very questionable. Yeah, yeah, for many reasons. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's one anime I want to like it, but at the same time, if you look at, like, reaction videos, there's a certain turning point in the anime where it gets into, like, should we really be watching this? So, <laughs> like, because it's, it's, like, if you follow the logic, it's uh, not good. Uh, that's, uh, uh, you talked about the one where, like, the 30-something-year-old gets, gets a, like, stuck into, like, a child's body or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, jobless reincarnation. Um, uh, yeah, see, yeah. if you were jobless in your first life, you're going to be jobless in your second life. <laughs> now, I've heard, you know, that it, it gets it gets better and that there's a huge amount of character development. But that's one of those animes that once you hit a certain point in it, it's like, ah, it's questionable enough. I, I don't think I can continue with that one. Yeah, I I have heard some people I've heard some people be real um uh be real weirded out by it. You know, thing is I'm pretty sure the same people survived watching Dragon Ball uh which also had some very questionable moments. And maybe if they went back and rewatched it now they would still they would also be weirded out by it. But, you know, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to accuse anybody of double standards. But uh, uh, there's definitely some classics that got that got a hard pass on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, no, that one. That one, from what I hear, gets gets a little bit creepy. And there is. I don't know. There. With so many, with 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 so many isekai, you know, people winding up in different bodies. 
you know, I, I could, you know, I could see where, you know, that could wind up in some very questionable territory. Yeah. Here and there, like, especially if you wound up in, uh, like, in the body of somebody who was married. Did you tell the other person that you're not the person they married? Yeah. <laughs> there are some serious ethical questions. There, there are, there are, there are a lot of ethical questions, but, and, and I do think that fiction should be a reasonably safe place to explore some of said ethical issues, but um, it is uh, at the same time, I don't particularly enjoy exploring ethical issues. And most of the time, that's not what that's not what's happening. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, it's one thing if they're uh, framing it in such a way that it's meant to challenge what you think, meant to challenge, um, meant to provoke a conversation, as opposed as opposed to being just kind of, well, in like jobless reincarnation's case, just kind of pervy and exploitative, ex- exploitative, 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 exploitative. Yes. And it, it's Potato just, tomato. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a lot of times they get kind of uncomfortable just because you can tell the people who made it just wanted to be edgy and toss stuff in there that, uh, yeah. 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 So, and another, another great example of terrible ass writing is pushing the envelope for the sake of pushing the envelope. <laughs> yeah. And I, and all these things really kind of, I think, combine to to be why people dislike the isekai genre as a whole. is just because it's such a wonderful opportunity to play with a lot of really wonderful ideas. But in execution, it just winds up being people brute forcing the ideas carried to the extreme. Mm. Like... Like, what if you wake up in the body of somebody who was married to anybody else, but, like, for instance, the king or the queen or whatever? Like, like, how does that play out is a legitimately interesting, like, right. story yeah. concept. But, like, if you take that and then you just run in, like, one extreme with it, then it just becomes stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if, if it's all just about some random shut-in getting isekai into the body of the king so he and then spends half the series perving on the queen like that's not like mm-hmm. is that even that's not fun yeah like that's that ceases to be interesting mm-hmm. it's just it's it's just fan service and sloppy writing mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> we've we've kind of hit a point where i feel like Everybody and like everybody in the brother is just churning out title after title after title, and I think that uh, I do think the industry and not not just in anime like video games, TV, movies. I think I think we're starting to sacrifice quality for quantity mm-hmm. on a fairly large scale. Studios are already realizing they can't support the number of projects that they have started. Which is why we we're seeing so many Netflix cancellations, so many, mm-hmm. uh, you know, streaming cancellations in general. There's a lot of talk about superhero fatigue at the box office, yeah. And whether or not whether or not that is legit, or whether or not superhero movies just aren't allowing anymore, because 
y'all are churning out five or six of them a year and they're on top of TV shows and it's just not great. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think, I think sometimes less might be more, <laughs> but oh, like all in all, I, I still think that the isekai genre uh, has a definitive place amongst the echelons. And I think that um, honestly, I'm challenging myself to endeavor to be less snobby uh, and check out a couple of them. I want. I really. I really want to check out. Um, uh, it, it sound. It sounds fantastic. The like the thumbnail. The thumbnail did not grab me. Mm-hmm. Like it's. It's the quintessential isekai thumbnail. Yeah. The only difference is the dude looks kind. Of, does look kind of like a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And um, but beyond that, it didn't grab me. Um, had you not been like, this is what it's about. It's actually pretty good. I never would have given him the second look. So I, I probably need to be a little bit more adventurous. What, what you got, man? Um, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Uh, I'm a little surprised this, this didn't pop into my head center. Um, Roman bath. Um, let me, you continue. I'm going to look at the title of this. I think okay. this will be one that you like. Okay. Um, I'm always, I'm always down for ones, for ones that I like. <laughs> I will say so in in talking about um, interesting interesting ideas that that don't get used and how Overlord is very tropey. Uh, Overlord does do something that was I want to say kind of a risk, but was actually really kind of cool in that uh, it had like half a season or more where there weren't any of the main characters. Mm-hmm. It was about a completely different set of random lizard fuckers. <laughs> And it was actually brilliant. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and see stuff like 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 world building moments like that should be utilized. More of that. Mm-hmm. Alright. What's what's what you got? Okay. Here? I don't know if this technically would count as okay. an isekai. Um it, it kind of feels similar to it. Uh and Honestly, my, my Japanese pronunciation bad is bad. My Latin pronunciation is also bad. So I think it's a Therme Rome Nove. Okay. It's a, I, I think it's on Netflix. And uh, long story short, you have a Roman bathhouse builder who, um, while he's working on on um, the the Roman baths, gets sucked into a portal um, at the bottom of his uh, of, of the Roman bath. And ends up in, well, modern-day Japan. And, of course, his obsession is with bathhouses, toilets, and all sorts of stuff like that. So the whole point of it is he's just learning about Japanese bathhouse culture, Japanese bathrooms, and everything else. And taking all of that back to this weird pseudo-ancient Rome setting. And he just goes back and forth. And the probably the highlight of the... Uh, of the show is when he discovers um oh the bidet <laughs> yeah okay roman plumber was not what i had on my bingo card <laughs> oh, oh believe me i wasn't expecting to see that one either but once i saw it and we started watching it, it's like this is actually kind of kind of kind of cool of course he <laughs> thinks they're like slaves you know like roman you know because the Rom- romans had slaves so he thinks they're a bunch of slave people and in the back that are operating these mechanical things. <laughs> They're just automated in a modern setting. And of course, the modern Japanese people are just looking at them like, who 
who the hell are you, man? <laughs> okay, here's some hospitality and, you know, have fun. Right. Leave us alone now. <laughs> Stop being weird. Yeah. So speaking of plumbers, you know what else might be an isekai? No. Yes. No. Yes. The Super Mario Brothers movie. Not the new one. The real one. (laughs) (laughs) You said not the new one, the real one. Where are you going with this, Billy? I'm talking about the live action. Oh my god. From... The, from yesteryear. You're talking about the, the Dennis Hopper, John Leguizamo, Bob Hoskins. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it fits, but oh. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It is so bad. <laughs> like I said, it's so good. <laughs> that is one of the worst, and yet also one of the best uh, 90s movies of that that kind. It really is terrible. I wanted a sequel. They opened it up at the end of it. You know, yeah. like, they definitely were angling for a sequel. I guess yep. Nintendo's like, you know what? No. You are not doing this to our IP again. Man. Yeah. You know, and I feel like... So, looking back at the number of times that Nintendo has licensed out its IP for things like the Mario... That, that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sega CDI Zelda games... You know, I don't know if we haven't gotten more third-party Nintendo IP products because every time they do, it just sucks and they don't want to do it anymore. Or if they don't do it because, you know, or if, if it, if the only examples we have suck because they just don't do it, there's just not, not been enough opportunities to get it right. Oh. But, uh... <laughs> I I would very much like to see, I would very much like to see uh, Nintendo loosen up a little bit, <laughs> but I you know they're not going to. But I would love to see. Do you want another Super Mario movie? Is that what you're wanting, Billy? Yes, yes. The old style or the new style or both? Um, mostly the old. I actually haven't seen the new one. Um, so the old style, please. I, to be perfectly honest, I preferred the old style, but then I was a kid watching it, so I'm sure nostalgia is coloring oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Even though it's, like, not... I mean, it, it's it's Mario in name only, really. Yeah. Sort of. Well, I mean, yeah. It's it's definitely not... Um, you couldn't look at the older Mario games and look at the movie and, like... Like, if the names weren't the same... And some of the colors, mm. you wouldn't recognize that it's the same property. Yeah, uh, which means that on it, which means it fails. It fails basically every possible adaptation, like adaptation test. Mm. Uh, like to like any any test you can apply to is this a good adaptation? And the answer is no. No. Uh, oddly enough, that did not stop it from tickling a strange part of my happiness center <laughs> well it's fun when they don't take themselves too seriously even if yeah. they're abominations in terms of uh, uh adaptation accuracy yeah um i think i think the super mario brothers movie is almost more of a parody <laughs> like like i think the intent was to make a legit super mario brothers movie 
but it didn't take itself super seriously, and therefore I think what we wound up with was a parody movie mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that actually sort of worked in a really unsettling, cringy-ish way. <laughs> yeah. Gotta trust the fungus, Billy. <laughs> trust the fungus. <laughs> One of many wonderful lines from that. Yeah. St- steaming pile. Okay. So, so hear me out. Mm-hmm. The end of Blazing Saddles. Is it an isekai or are they just hopping sets? <laughs> was was the rest of the movie real or are they acknowledging that it was just a movie? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that one. <laughs> because if the rest of the movie was real, they get isekai'd into the studio, into the studio blocks of, of, of various movies. Otherwise, they just acknowledge that it was all a movie, and it's just funny. So, you know, whichever way makes you more comfy, I guess. Kind of seems like uh, isekai not only as a genre but as a concept. When you really start applying that um, those rules and that logic to more than just the stereotypical isekai and stuff, uh, it starts breaking your brain. Yeah. Yep. And uh, but that's 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 kind of what I, that's kind of what I really wanted to to illustrate, which we already did. But I just I keep coming back to 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 the idea is that. For everybody out there who hates isekai, you actually probably love isekai. You just you just hate the you just hate the tropes <laughs> that have come to dominate. <laughs> uh, the and I'll be honest, like like I said, I'm, I'm I'm pretty snobby. I was up until like I don't know a month or so ago. Um, it was actually me and Lee talking about about isekai. And afterwards, I was like, I was really thinking about it. And I was, I was like, I was, I was, I was really, I was, I was kind of in the camp where it was like, Isekai as a whole just really isn't great. Like, there's like a couple of gems and everything else is terrible. And then I got to thinking about it and I was like, but Inuyasha is kind of an Isekai. Uh, I was like, Devil is a part-timer is definitely an Isekai. And I was like, what else is an isekai? And I was like, it's all fucking isekai. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so. Uh, no. No, that's, that's, that doesn't count. Uh, in, Sp- in Space with Markiplier is not an isekai, but you should still watch it. <laughs> it's a fun trip. Page Master. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. The Goblin King. Is that an isekai? Or or does the Goblin's King is the Goblin King's labyrinth on her planet existence somewhere? I don't know how to answer that. I'm not familiar enough with the the lore. Yeah, I mean me neither. I'm like Like part of me wants to be like because like they never they never I don't even I don't even remember how she got there. Like, <laughs> crap. <laughs> well, anyway, 
Somebody uh, remembers. Those of you who remember, you know whether or not it's an isekai. <laughs> uh, you know, and that's not to say that the standard isekai can't be enjoyable either. No, no, def- definitely not. Like I said, there there have been some, there are some solid isekai out there uh, from the, the quintessential isekai genre. Like I said, I enjoy Overlord despite some of, like, some of the things that honestly aren't great uh, writing-wise. The Devil is a Part-Timer was a quirky slice of life that I like in spite of the fact that I don't typically like slice of life. Um, mind you, it's not a big slice of life. Like, that's a mm-hmm. kind of small slice. But Did you like Ray Zero? Um, I actually did not watch Ray Zero. Like, I know of it, but I didn't watch it. That, that one has a lot of the tropes and a lot of the stereotypes. No. But um, for what it's worth, I mean, like, to me personally, it's it's really well done. Uh, it actually kind of gives me anxiety, though. Okay. Um, because of the, uh, the, what do you call it, the, um, the stakes in it are so high. And um, are you familiar with it at all? Not, 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 not the core story, no. Um, basically, all you need to know going into it is the, the lead character, uh, Subaru, I think is his name. And he'll um, basically be able to uh, die uh, and jump back in time just a little bit, just a short time, just enough time to try to fix things. Okay. Um, but it gets very dark, very gory, very violent. He's constantly exposed to loved ones in this new world, you know, friends and whatnot getting killed and he's jumping back trying to fix it. But then that creates like a, a spider web of consequences that he has to then deal with and jump back in time a little bit. And it's like two steps forward, one step back constantly, mm-hmm. uh, and trying to fix things and, and bring about the best outcome. And it actually, I mean, it can, if you let yourself get into it, it can get under your skin a little bit because it's that, <laughs> that young man's been through some, through some trauma uh, right. in that. And uh, on a different note, um, are you familiar with the voice actor Todd Habercorn? No. Okay, he does the voice of Natsu in uh, Fairy Tale. Okay. He plays a villain, a particularly sadistic villain uh, in uh, Ray Zero. And at this point, it's kind of hard listening to him as Natsu because uh, that villain is so brutal and so creepy um, that... But it still sounds like Natsu, but in a different tone. Yeah. And so it can kind of classically condition you to be like, you hear Natsu in fairy tale, and then all of a sudden you're just like, okay, turn it off, turn it off. Can't watch it. Can't watch it anymore. <laughs> the uh, the the jump back in time, like a short short distance power, is a um, that's an interesting mechanic because it's not. It's kind of like the Prince of Persia games, where like. You know, you, 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 oh, I fucked up. Well, let's go back so I can fuck up worse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it's, it's, oh, I, I think, I think that's a fantastic way, like, of doing time travel powers because it's not stupid and OP, um, but it, uh, you know, it still allows for interesting consequences and, like, thought processes and story. They're in the, most recent Code Geass movie, there's a character with that power, but you follow um, you follow characters who are on the kind of other side of it. They're actually the ones trying to overcome 
the ability. So, like, they win, like, I don't know, 15 times in the movie, and then the other person rewinds time a bit, and they mm. have to do it again, but in a different way. Yeah. And so it it gets very interesting, and I really, I really enjoy that. Dude, I haven't thought about Prince of Persia in forever. <laughs> you know, latest uh, Nintendo Direct uh, was it yesterday or the day before? Uh, looks like a new Prince of Persia game. Uh, or I guess it may be a, a remake, but there's one being released on the Switch. Oh, neat! That'll be cool. I had oh, you know what else is an isekai? Hmm. Kingdom Hearts. Sora <laughs> <laughs> oh. gets the shit isekai out of him, guys. He didn't want to leave his island, but no, he had to go see Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> okay, to me, that sounds like horror. I know people love Disney and love all those characters, but for me, that would be a nightmare, getting transported into into that. Yeah, I mean, so, in defense of Kingdom Hearts, um, Pooh Bear's World is one that you that you have to choose to visit, like, you have the option to dip in and say hi, so, I mean, at least you don't have to go see the talking, the talking bear, but you don't get much of a choice about going to see Maleficent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, like, if, if, if you take off the, the cartoony, uh, um, textures, Disney's full of some really terrifying stuff. Oh, yes. Like, absolutely bonkers terrifying. <laughs> like, like if, if the colors, if the colors weren't so muted, heffalumps would be terrifying. <laughs> heffalumps in real life, you would be just as scared as everybody else. Just as scared as Pooh Bear. Honestly, I think that's why so many uh, Disney worlds are full of uh, music and song numbers, is that's their way of dealing with the terror. Possibly. Like, this world doesn't make sense. There are dark implications. Let's sing a song about it and distract ourselves. Yep. Uh, Encanto is a wonderful uh, a wonderful example uh, of that. Starts off with, like, band, like bandit murder. <laughs> But let's do songs about it. <laughs> and by the second number, everyone's forgot about bandit murder. <laughs> At the end of the movie, you're reminded about bandit murder. But don't worry, there's another song. <laughs> Once again, you've forgotten about bandit murder. <laughs> but yeah, like a lot of children, like the majority of children's stuff would just honestly be absolutely just horrendous. Cars. Oh, yes. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, I can't bring myself to watch it. I've seen clips of it, and that was enough. I know. I mean, I really, like, okay, so, like, I, I, I legitimately enjoyed the first Cars movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but any attempt to bring that into, like, like live action or the real world, don't do it. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 that's out. <laughs> like, the only way to do it and, and still have it be endearing would be really elaborate uh, practical effects because I have seen some animatronics of Lightning McQueen and Mater mm-hmm. uh, aside from like you'd have to you'd have to work hard to address mouth movement mm-hmm. but 
they're still endearing. Like their eyes move, and it's 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 like it's clearly animatronic. It's a little campy, but it uh, it's still endearing and it works. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you can make a live action Cars movie and it not be unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of practical effects, there should be more practical effects in movie making. I agree completely, one hundred percent. That's that's one of the things that made the old school Godzilla movies, especially the original two masterpieces, mm-hmm. was their use of, spe- of practical effects. Uh, same thing with Ghostbusters. Like there were special effects in Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. but there were also so many practical effects that it was. Have you ever seen so like? Um, like Green Hornet and uh, some of the other, like, um, oh crap, uh, I can't think. I can't think of the the name, but like the um, van that had like rock, like like machine guns that would come out of it uh, and stuff. Have you ever have you ever seen like the actual special effect cars that they had made of those? Uh, not not that I can remember now. So so back in the day. They before before CGI was a thing, like if you wanted to have a machine gun that come up out of your car, you had to actually be able to film a machine gun coming up out of your car. So like mm-hmm. like these cars have like all these different openings and yeah. moving pieces inside of them, and like 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 you can still find some of them at various museums and places, and actually see you know mm-hmm. what it and it, it's it's so cool, it's so neat, and practical effects are the best effects. Like CGI has its place, but only when you absolutely can't practical it. See, I'm a big um, horror fan. Mm-hmm. Um, have been since I was a kid. Oh, uh, there's, pro- probably unfortunately. <laughs> there's no replacement for practical effects in the horror. No, no. One of the the biggest ones I can remember would be uh, Lance Henriksen uh, movie uh, Pumpkinhead. Okay. And um, I I. Now, I may be wrong on this, but it seems like either the Stan Winston Studios or someone affiliated with the Stan Winston Studios helped with the practical effects on that. Mm-hmm. And the monster is terrifying. I mean, it's like you see almost full body of it, and it looks like a legit, tall, lanky, terrifying monster, fully articulated face. And when you see later versions of it and you see... CGI monsters and other movies, you lose something tangible there. Mm-hmm. Um, that if you got something practical and you put it in the right atmosphere, the right lighting on it, I mean, it feels real. You know, you, you have that suspension of disbelief and you get drawn into it so much better with practical than you do CG most Absolutely. of the time. Yeah. And, you know, the uh, technology as far as materials for costume making. And some of the like animatronic rigging that that you see um, here and there is has come so far compared to like the old days. So I would actually really like to see a Godzilla movie where once again it's a dude in the suit, but like like they bring in all the all this you know the the, the newer materials and like mm-hmm. like and like actually like try and articulate the face and so on. Like it'd be so, so complicated, but at the same time it would be absolutely gorgeous, I think. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and for just just for the sake of argument, let's make it black and white. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh 
because you know, I mean, I like like I get that text that like realistic some realistic textures are hard, uh, especially in like HD color. But but make it black and white, and then it's easier. You know. So okay. So one one isekai concept that I haven't seen is somebody who gets isekai into the body of an animal. So like, like I haven't seen it. It might exist, but I haven't. I'm not aware of it. I I can only think of one right off the top of my head, and that is uh that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Okay. Yeah. Which I, I've only, I don't remember much about it. I think I've only seen a few episodes, but he literally gets reincarnated yeah. as a slime. So Concept-wise, that one sounds okay. Yeah. I don't know anything about it, but aside from slime. Mm-hmm. But, and it's a fantasy setting, of course, but I don't know, I might try that one. I don't know. Um, but like, think, think something along the lines of Lassie. But the reason Lassie's smart is because there's a person in there. <laughs> oh, hold up, hold, hold up, hold up. I, I, I know the direction you're going with this, and, and yes, that sounds cool, but for some reason, you start talking about, you know, let's take a, a large breed of dog and throw a person in there, and all of a sudden I'm thinking of Edward. No! 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 <laughs> Absolutely not! I wish Shao Tucker would get isekai'd. <laughs> I mean, Edward Elric kind of gets isekai'd. Yeah. <laughs> we saw, we saw, uh, I, I don't even remember what it was. I think it was uh, on the latest Nintendo Direct, there was a game that had a little girl and then had uh, a family dog that was a large, fluffy, oh, no. white, you know, breed mm-hmm. of dog. And I looked over at Miranda and I'm like, you know, I, I've been scarred. Because I'm looking at this, the game looks all cutesy and fun, but all I can hear, and she looks over at me, and I said, Edward, and she's like, out, out, get out now. <laughs> How to get kicked out of your own house, one yeah. one guys. Oh, man. <sighs> yeah, no, I'm glad we had this talk. I feel, I feel a lot more hopeful for the isekai genre in general now. <laughs> I also have this weird hope for the Rings of Power season two that I know shouldn't be there. <laughs> I, I pay good money that I don't have to to see that, <laughs> right? To see Peter Jackson's Gandalf get Isakai into the Rings of Power, and he's just so done with it. <laughs> oh, that's so good, so good. Like I know, like. Like absolutely, that's not what they're. That's not what's gonna happen. But that would be that would be a stroke of absolute genius. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if oh man, but yeah. <clears throat> so guys, uh, we we're we're kind of at the end of our our time here, but uh, we'll be back again with more. Uh, who knows? Maybe maybe I will watch enough isekai that we'll we'll eventually. We'll eventually do an episode on one specific series. I, I had considered being like, "Hey Lee, we should do we should do one on a specific series," and then I was like, "Have we even seen any of the same isekai?" <laughs> <laughs> as it turns out, we both seen Devil as a Part Timer, or at least part of it. Part of it, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to do a follow up to this. Uh, Lee, I appreciate you coming. No, thanks for having me. Being on the show again. Um, we definitely will do it again sometime. And...
Of course, there will be ash snotting all over my hand. Can't can't have an episode without that. Wipe that off on you there, bud. Uh, so until next time, guys, this has been Geek Your Sill. Peace. <laughs>